Yeah. It's the EDP, Eclectic Discussion Podcast. Um, of course, I'm eclectic. Every show that I do, you know, I like to think is a special, a special edition. So I'm going to say that this one is a very special edition. I put the very in front. Um, my guest today, um, accomplished DJ, one of the illest DJs on the planet. Um, Grammy Award winner, MTV Music Award winner, um, spun records for the legendary group Salt and Pepper, um, hip hop icon DJ Spinderella. Um, oh, also one of my first crushes of all time, and shout outs to putting um, pictures on my wall like uh, Christopher Wallace. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna do the show. Uh, we're gonna have some laughs. We're gonna we're gonna kick it. Uh, course, we're gonna do the fifth five random questions. We're gonna play a little game. Um, so it's the it's the spin sanity show. See what I did there? Yeah. Without further ado, because I'm giddy and I'm smiling and I'm ready to ready to pop it off. So let's start the show. OG pimp, hustler, gangster, player, hardcore motherfucker living today. To be honest, I am totally and completely on his dick. Welcome back to the EDP. That means I'm eclectic. Hi. At this point, I'd like to welcome a very special guest, New York's own hip-hop icon, pioneer from the highly acclaimed motion picture Kazam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Queen of the backspin. Check, it's a check. <laughs> For the first time on the show, it's DJ Cinderella. So well. Welcome to the show. Oh, yeah, what's up? Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd like to um, you know, thank you for coming on. You're breaking a lot of ground right now. You know, you're the first female guest on the show. You're the, uh, first Grammy went on the show, even though 
if they would have put out the jams they made on my Casio in 85, I might have got my Grammy. Thank you. Because that was nice on my Casio. Um, but, it, <laughs> but it's nice to have you. And um, the, the important question is, how's Beanie? Oh, Beanie's good. Beanie's all right. He's laying right here. All right. That's my dog. That's my dog. That's, that's my dog. <laughs> all right. So I'm not going to have you on the show and I talk hip hop. You're an accomplished DJ and you're cutting up vinyl during what I like to call the golden era of hip hop. My personal golden era is 83 to 93. But before I do that, how are you not a Knicks fan? I was going to name my show Spin Sanity. How, how are you not a Knicks fan? You can name your show Spin Sanity. <laughs> not a problem. No, um, how am I not a Knicks fan? I just yeah. haven't really been into basketball like that. I have been, I pay a little bit of attention, um, especially to the Knicks, since they've been making this noise, you know, with, well, since they were making noise. Oh, no. But um, it just seems like the, you know, people, like they build this guy up, that Lynn guy, mm-hmm. up, and then, you knew from standing on the side watching from the sidelines that it was just that bubble was gonna pop. You knew it was gonna pop and you knew it was gonna come down real fast and that poor kid eventually would need some, um, if he wasn't grounded, he would need some therapy. And that's, that's what, you know, it just, it's obvious that it blew up so big that, you know, it came down just as hard, so. But um, they did the same to me, it feels like a, even with Carmelo, you know, they made this big to-do, put out all this money, mm-hmm. instead of just, you know, taking the ride. You know what I'm saying? And and they're already ready to run and, and, and you know, that. drop drop that. You know what I'm saying? My thing is Carmelo may not be doing well or whatever, but I think that's a lot of pressure on a person. Don't put out all that money if you ain't gonna, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. I mean, but they rebuild so like, I'm on the sidelines. I'm not a... A avid basketball, you know, connoisseur like everybody else, but you know, I do, I can see how they blow <laughs> people up and then just like get mad when it doesn't come, you know. You might get Phil Jackson to be the coach next season, then it's gonna be on. Phil Jackson? Yeah, they're saying that he might come through next season. They just fired the, the next head coach. Said that. No, listen, they just fired the next head coach. I well, know no, he they didn't fire him, he left. Right? He Dan left. Left. I'm sorry, they didn't find him. But then the, the, all the rumors are Phil Jackson next season. Phil Jackson is not coming out of no retirement. You know, you can bet some money on that. Yeah. He ain't out of no retirement for no damn Knicks. I'm sorry. Good and boy. I love New York. I love New York. But don't get on me. Don't be mad at me. <laughs> Alright, yeah, no 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 Nick uh Nick fan hate mail. Alright, let's get let's get back. Let me, let's get back to the to the situation here. Alright. Now from what I understand, you've been known to DJ a couple of times in your in your illustrious career. Um, back in the day, it was a lot of, you know, you had Eric B. and Rakim and Jesse Jeff and the Fresh Prince. and oh, The DJ name came before the MC name even back in the day. What happened to the DJ in hip hop? You mean these days? Yeah, what happened? Um, I don't know, you have to ask your, your loving respectful friendly um mc what happened <laughs> i don't know i but it, there is an obvious um 
you know, separation that happened. I think from my standpoint, I, I see the DJ wanting that respect and in some cases did not get it and had to go out there and earn it for themselves and decided that, you know, if they weren't going to get respect in their own groups, yeah. that they would go and do what they have to do for themselves and, and in turn, you know, known as the underdog, the, the DJ, also known as the underdog, oh. um, would probably, it would, you know, it made sense that they got out there, went out there and made noise, you know? Yeah, but I mean, hip hop suffered because of that, you know? I mean, hip hop at its finest, you know, had cuts and scratches and, and you know, different kind of production. And now it's, you got DJs or people that call themselves DJ and they're mixtape DJs that you never heard spin a record or scratch or you got DJs that's just on the radio or DJs that they only produce. I miss the DJs behind the two turntables, you know? I know, and you know, we all miss that. The fans miss it. In my particular case with salt and Pepper, I hear that just about every day that, you know, I'm out there, you know, someone asking, you know, um, can we get, you know, can we get a, a reunion going? Yeah. And I would love to see that happen. But, you know, it's, it's egos involved. It's all types of things that, you know, step into the view and putting the fan first would be the best thing to do. But, you know, them egos step in, you can't do nothing about it. That's true. Some things you can't do. You can't do too much about changing people's minds. It's just a, it's a shame that the music had to suffer because of that. Because you know, it's a sad day. But uh, yeah, but you know, we also have to look at times change. You, you, the memories are there. The music was left there, um, and and I guess that's what it's supposed to be. It's not going to last forever. Nothing lasts forever. No, but we as 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 hip hop connoisseurs and was around it when it was when it was hot. We, we were supposed to bring that and, and, you know, generational change still, you know, should should prop up the, uh, the the architects because, you know, people these days, they still know Shaka Khan and Temptations and Cameo with the funk, but, you know, you could say, ask somebody about Rakim and they're like, um... Yeah, I don't know much about Rocky. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Some people don't even don't know who Spinderella is. Impossible. And, nah, it's not impossible. It's it's a generation. Um, uh, I wouldn't. Say, I don't know if it's a generation gap, but I, but if you can believe that there are people in the younger generation who aren't familiar with the, you know, like you said, the architects, the you know. Yes. The ones that make the bricks in hip hop. I taught a class yesterday, um, like a clinic, mm -hmm. DJ clinic, and I was at the first question I asked is, "Name me some DJs." I asked the, you know, the students, like, "Name me some DJs." Oh, they didn't say DJ Khalid, did they? They, I mean, they couldn't really even name any DJs. <laughs> or, or what does DJ stand for? <laughs> It's jockey. I don't know what. What does it stand for? No. Exactly. They couldn't. But no, seriously, they couldn't even name any DJs, and much less of me asking them any, you know, original DJs, any, you know, old school DJs. Yeah, so you are not gonna get cool Herc out of that. Because I had to explain to them where I came from and who, you know, who the foundation 
of what the music that they love, you know. And that they're lucky that it's not uh, Wendy Williams standing there too. Oh, please. <laughs> it could probably lead that faster than anything, you know, because she does it on her show or whatever, but... Oh, she actually know, she actually mentioned that? That's awful. Good for a laugh. Yeah. No, she said that she was... Um, I don't know if anybody watches her show. No, but not nobody that listened to my show, probably. Okay, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, shout out to Wendy Williams or whatever. Uh, uh, so the DJ kind of went in the background, but even even with the DJ, hip hop groups themselves, they're gone. You know, we had hip hop groups and we had posses and everything, and now it's just like everybody for solo. I can't even get an EPMD anymore. You know. Outcast don't even make music, and, you know, together anymore. They made two solo CDs. What happened to the hip hop groups? Well, this is not true. Um, as far as EPMD, DJ Scratch, who's the DJ for EPMD, is a good friend of mine. Shout out to Scratch I, Vision. Yeah, Scratch Vision. His show. Um, most of us music lovers and, and hip hop heads are members of, of his site, Scratch Vision, because he, you know, he brings the the authentic DJs in. He, you know, brings the legends, legendary DJs to DJ. But yeah, he's out there doing shows with his group. So that's, a, you know, kudos for hip-hop. Um, and and he's putting out, they're putting out new music. The, um, uh, what, what was it? The Def Squad? Mm-hmm. What is the squad? You had the uh, Def Squad and you had the Hit Squad. The Hit Squad. Well, whatever, whatever that crew that, that contained, like, Red Man, you know, EPMD. Yeah, now that's the that's the that's the death squad. Then when death EPMD squad split is up together again. Stop it. Yes. And they they're doing a reunion and, and our reunion project. So Ladies and gentlemen. That's down the line. So it's Yeah. It's it's a it's a good thing when you see that happen. You know what I'm saying? Because there are fans out there that miss that. And oh my God, yeah. um you just have to be following it. You you know, you gotta turn your T V off that mainstream stuff turn your radio off and really look online and, and you know, link up with with um, the true hip-hop. Yeah, you, but... You gotta go there. You gotta find it, because it's there. The, yeah, They're and, around. And the issue, the issue that I have with it is, I mean, the main... I mean, what... Hey, hi, Beanie. Oh, my God. Look, Beanie is in the building. Uh, another guest... <laughs> another guest is Beanie um, on the Beanie Eclectic Discussion podcast. Um... <laughs> The fact that you have to search and find good music. I mean, back in the day, I mean, we had, it was the majority was good music. You didn't have to go look for it. You know, back in the good BET days, video uh, soul and video vibrations. Shout outs to Alvin Jones, the unseen VJ. But, you know, back in those days, and you would see, like, good, authentic hip-hop. But, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it just sucks when you're used to a lot of hip hop being in your face in the forefront and now you gotta search and find and, and you gotta look at small venues instead of whatever Jay-Z's well, we, doing. Well, aren't, aren't you glad that that's the case again? Can't you see um, it being the glass half full as opposed to half empty? Of course. I see it that way because it's kind of like now we can go back to the days of owning it ourselves and, and, and finding it. It's like a treasure, a buried treasure, as opposed for it to be, you know, on TV, mainstream. So sometimes mainstream can 
build something up, and sometimes it can build it up to destroy it. You that know, that's true. I can't argue that. I can't argue so that. It's not a bad thing in some ways that it is not so touchable. You you know, you have to seek it out, and yeah. when you seek it, it's it's in those pockets. It's there. You just have to find it. That is true. That is true. I can I, I can I can I can understand how you would see it that way, and maybe it's because. You know, where I'm at, I got to deal with a lot of go-go all kind of other crazy stuff out here. Yeah, the but you also have the internet, too. So you can go, you can do go, 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 you know, <laughs> go, go, go. Or you can look online or, you know, find, there's pockets in each city of that, um, you know, when people say they, they don't have it or they can't find it, I, you know, I say create it, you know. Yeah, and, and plus, and plus all, all the stuff I listen to is pre 95 anyway i'm stuck in a time warp anyway but you know and the people and i've always said before that if i listen to an artist and i enjoy them now they probably made their debut before 95 i can't any new artist i'll i'll listen but i'm pretty much probably not gonna I'm pretty much not gonna fail them unless they, they oh, have yeah. a, Oh, see, you're, you're closing that door. And I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm realistic, I'm honest. I listen you to- You gotta I, give opportunity and, and chance. They may not have it the way they had it back then, right. but they may have something else to offer. And if we don't open the door, we're gonna be just as, as bad as everybody else, you know, create, you know, putting this box, you know what I'm saying? The ceiling on, on us, you know? You're right. It's just, you know, my, my ears, I have a finicky ear and I, I need to hear certain things. You know, it's like taste buds. You, you, yeah. Certain, certain flavors mix together well and, and some don't. And if I hear it, I know it. Now, regardless if they were brand new or old, but when I hear it, I know it. And if I don't hear it, I can't, I can't, I can't rock with them like that. Well, you know what I did? Um, I went to, I went to, um, I had a gig at South by Southwest in Texas, which is like this big convention um, where all these music artists from different parts of the world come in and, you know, do show showcases and things like that. And it's just so, I mean, it's just culturally rich out there in music in Austin and mm -hmm. South by Southwest, like this platform of music, old school artists, new school artists, everybody goes out there. And I decided, you know, I listened to some new artists and I got out of the same box I'm always in of, you know, the classics, because I love the classics. Right, right. But I, you know, opened up and listened to, you know, what was out there. And there's some variety out there. And, and unfortunately, we don't, it's not put, you know, to us, you know, via TV or radio like it used to be, but we got to change up with it. We got to go, you know, change with the times. We're not going to get it there no more. That is true. If you don't seek out and find those, you know, those zones, those pockets, you know, and open up, you're never gonna, you're gonna always stay listening to your golden era hip hop, and it's never, nothing's ever gonna compare. No, and it, but it will never fail me. It will never fail me. I can throw on my rapping Duke and my <laughs> my my, my yeah mama by Wolf Ticket. Yeah. <laughs> and I would oh, be it'll never fail. Good. Oh, I was saying, I was saying that I heard this band. There's a band. They were a blues band. Now I'm like, I'm playing. I'm DJing the party. So I'm like, okay, I know what I'm gonna play. You know. Right. But I'm, I'm 
you know, coming out after a blues band, a blues rock band, excuse me, blues rock, and that shit was so funky. Mm-hmm. It was like, I, you know, I was already closing my mind to it until I heard it. Well, so, see. you know, the artist's name is Gary Hart Jr. or something like that. But Gary. it was a live band? It was a live band, well, and they had a drummer, and he was giving the drummer something, and the drummer was going off, and you know, it was just real funky. Yeah, you can't like, beat live music anyway, though. You know, and but back in the day, we had that, but you're right, and you can't go in, you, sometimes you don't want to go into something with a closed mind, and then you, you, you could be surprised a lot of times, and I agree completely, you can't be surprised. Can you be surprised with hip hop? No. <laughs> talking about newer newer music and newer artists and we're, we're only going to talk hip-hop even though i had another show and i explained how uh r&b is just as on a high alert as hip-hop is it might be even worse off because but we'll we'll talk about that at a later time but what do you feel are the bigger differences between hip-hop in the 80s and 90s I mean, you're in the clubs, you're, you're spinning in the clubs, so you, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, you have to hear some of the new stuff, at least. Well, I mean, there was more variety back then. Okay. It was a lot, it was, you know, just a lot more variety. I mean, now there's a formula that people are following and being afraid to, you know, go against the grain and open up. And not everybody, you know, like, I'm not saying everybody, but I see there's, you know, the main line formula mm -hmm. um, to make a hit, to go pop, is, you know, people are following that. And I just know, like, experience from back then, you know, we've had groups like Houdini. We had groups like, you know, Salt and Pepper. We had a Run DMC. We had... You know, LL Cool J. We had Eric B and Rakim. We had BDT. Then you had Bismarcky, who was like none of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, and so it's just it's just more of a it was more of a variety back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I agree completely. I miss the days, um, like in the '80s, where technically whack didn't exist. Like, you could just do whatever you wanted to do, and the worst people would say is, all right, well, that's just not for me. But nobody was whack just because you weren't doing what everybody else was doing. As a matter of fact, it was uh, a cardinal sin number one in hip-hop to bite. You weren't supposed to sound like nobody else. Right. And so, right. you know, it, you know, supposedly, you right. know. Yeah, fighting, right. Exactly. And, and DJs covered up their labels so people couldn't st still find them and find out what beat breaks they were using. You know? Exactly. That's why I love groups like De La Soul. Yes. You know, when we looked at them, we were like, God, oh, they're a little strange now. They're a little strange. Shout out to Amityville. Yes. Ella. <laughs> um, and we love and we love Tribe because they were their difference is what made them, but they were so concrete in it. They were like, I don't give a fuck. You know, they right. were just I don't care. This is who we are. We may be different, but you know, we're not going to follow the same, you know, line as everybody else. And we embraced that. We were like, okay, and we and we listened to yeah, them. Yeah, they, they, they allowed our industry, music, to turn a corner. You know, it, it actually turned a corner, and that was good. We invited it. So, 
you know, there's there's um, plenty more differences, but I also noticed that the generation that's out right now, we talked about that earlier briefly, um, they're not really knowledgeable of, you know, the legends, the you know, the bricklayers, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, you know, I, I wonder, like, whose fault is that? Like, you can't blame them for not, for not knowing. If they only know what they hear was drilled into their heads, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a blame that can go multiple ways. Um, I, and I actually had this topic before. I think it was on um, and, uh, 12 Kyle's 12 radio show. And it was what happened. And I said, you know, it's, it's a lot of the parents' fault. And not necessarily saying it's their fault, but I remember when I was little, I heard all of the old school, you know, funk and 70s stuff. Because, you know, my mother and her sisters are get together and they're playing cards and blasting the music. I couldn't help but to hear, you know, something. And and, and I learned and I, I listened to it. And then when, when hip-hop hit and people started using samples, I hear something and my mother's like, oh, that's nothing but such and such, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I'll go get a 45 and like, yeah. And then you realize that some of the original music is more dope than the than the samples. You're like, damn, uh, Forget Me Nuts by Patrice Russian is a beast, you know? And, but nowadays, you know, the, 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 the young parents, they're not playing uh, Lottie Dottie for, you know what I'm saying? This is what you should be listening to. And I, I said before that, unfortunately, a lot of the females, they don't, they didn't necessarily gravitate to the real, uh, air quote, hip hop. So that wasn't necessarily their forte. Maybe it was R&B, or maybe it was some kind of soul music. And then, you know, the, the fellas are the ones that's gonna know who uh, Redhead Kingpin was, or, you know, Kwame. And so, unfortunately, a lot of times, those men aren't in the household anymore, so they're not playing that music for the kids. They're not, they're not in the scene. So the kids growing up not knowing about this stuff, and then, you know, whatever whatever looks good when they when they get older, that's what they like. It's, yep. It's, 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 it's sad like that. It is sad, and you know, I guess our job in this generation is to, you know, preserve it and you know put it out there, introduce it, like doing things like you're doing with your radio show, and you know, what I'm saying, keep talking about it, keep it out front. We need. They need but, to teach this in schools. They need a history, a hip hop history. Joint. They need a. Um, we need a, a authentic hip hop hall of fame. They have. They have. Um, they are teaching it in schools. Yeah, they are. They are. You know, so there's um, hip hop courses, things like that. You know, of course, it's not going to be on the mainstream. We gotta. We have to like accept this. You know that it's not what it was. Right. And, and take it from there, that standpoint of, you know, and build it from there because the ones that are into it are going to help, you know, keep the integrity in it, you know what I'm saying, and preserve it, like I said. That is true. I'm and so, you know, it's not going to, as long, when people say hip hop is dead and stuff like that, not while I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> not on your watch. Not on my watch. I mean, I understand that it was going through these these times, and I'm understand. I'm also understanding that people are fed up with it, and you know, 
Well, it's the but quality really of the music. It's really not hip-hop. It's, it's, it's more of our responsibility, the people involved, you know? Yeah. To make sure that it's preserved. We can't keep blaming the, you know, <laughs> the word hip-hop. Right. <laughs> now, are, it's hip-hop's fault, you know? Now, are you are you in the, uh, the camp of uh, people that says there's a difference between hip-hop music and rap music? Yeah. 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 Okay. Good, good, good. I mean, I've never, I haven't really thought too much about it, but yeah, we're not gonna ask you to break it down. A, you know, hip hop seems to be more of the umbrella, and rap is just a, a part of it. I you can, know, section I of that. it. No? Yeah, it's like how you got, um, you got rock music, and you got like acid rock and metal and all this stuff. Yeah. Rap is yeah, and just it's a part. Hip hop is more than just the music. Hip hop is like the culture. Uh, it's, it's the feeling. It's the look. It's the vibe. It's the you know. I mean, it's more to it. It's, it's just different elements. Indeed. Pilot that was what makes you know hip hop, and rap is a part of it. Rap is a is you know a kind of a style of delivery. You know. In music. Break it down, Professor Spin. I don't know. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. In my head right now. Is that sound right? I don't know. No, that sounds good. It's just what it is. It's what it feels like. Yeah, I'm just messing with you. Now, it's down the quality of music, though. The the, the lyricism and and the the, the actual the, the feel of the music, it's it's a it's a lot different than how it used to be. I mean, do you think that can that can come back where people would take, you know, I don't know pride in their technique and their skill instead of this cookie cutter i'm just gonna say this because i mean back in the day they would um big daddy Kane would drop something and in 88 and then in 2010 you could listen to it and hear something new you were like oh shit i didn't know he said that i didn't know he meant that or you know you might not even been old enough at the time to understand one of those words, or you know, because you know we used to read back in the day. We had dictionaries and thesauruses. <laughs> you know, this generation doesn't know what an encyclopedia is, unfortunately. So they we would we, we would go and look for words that meant something else on purpose, just so you could get in somebody's head and so you could be like, damn, what did they mean? Or if you were battling, you know, you would throw out a word. And whoever you're battling didn't know what you just said. You just crushed them like that, you know. But as far as the, the quality of music, do you think that, you know, lyricism would come back? We don't know if DJs would come back. You're just going to have to DJ for everybody. You're going to have to be everywhere. you got to get you and uh, Jesse Joyce. <laughs> just have her. Well, as far as lyricism, um... You know, that's another thing. You just can't shut, can't shut it out and shut it down. They said the same thing about our generation, like the generation before us, the generations before us thought our, that we, you know, we weren't not smart enough, but we weren't creative enough. And and I think we proved that differently by cre- by by the creation of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so we have to be open to do that again. I won't say that lyricism, of course, as long as they're you know, as long as there are, are things on someone's mind and they can deliver that, yeah. You know, I think it was uh, Jay Electronica. I, he was like closer to what I felt. I haven't heard anything from him lately, but what I felt to be someone to help keep that ball going, you know, rolling. You know what yeah, I'm saying? He was dope. 
lyrically and and if we have those kind of lyricists that are out there coming through really really you know um putting effort behind you know what i'm saying what they're saying and just meaningful stuff you know um of course i think they're still out there i mean and i'm gonna i'm just open i'm i'm more open to it being um there than not being because i i, I don't believe that it's you know that's right I feel you, and plus, you know, you being uh, a part of it and being uh, helping build. Yeah. yeah, keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. All right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You help, and I listen. I appreciate you because if it wasn't for you and uh, Black Beat and Word Up putting you on the wall, I appreciate you being one of my first crushes. That's a big. That's a big thing. Thank you. So, I appreciate that. I used to read Word Up magazine. And you have no idea. I wanted one of the leather jackets. I wanted the S and P leather jacket with the yellow, red, white, green, black. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted one of those joints. Um, so back in the day, what was, well, if you can remember this, what was your most fun video to shoot? Fun video. Fun video. You got it. It wasn't push it. It was not push it. Why not? You was up in the thing doing the joint. It looked like I was having fun. I was having fun, but it was like an awkward thing because it was I had never done that before. I'd never been in a video before. So oh, I was yeah. like kept shooting it over and over and over. And I'm like, if they even get this on the first run, what why are we doing this again? <laughs> and we did it about twenty times. For real? Yeah, we had to keep doing it over and over. But um Yeah, that was your debut. Yeah. Because everybody, you know, everybody back then was like... First saw me. And I had just started with the group, too. Yeah, because... I think I was with them maybe a few weeks, you know. Word? The first thing um, was, we got to shoot a video. Because we, we saw Tramp, and you know it wasn't in there. And then then the Push It joint came out, which technically I wasn't really a fan of the song. I was damn sure a fan of the video. But the Push It joint came out, and we're like, that's not who was on the album cover. But okay, or oh, but a lot of people, a lot of my boys was like, "Damn, <laughs> she looked finer than she did on the album." Cover. But you know, that was that wasn't me on the album. Yeah, though. shout out to Latoya. Yeah, so yeah, shout out to Latoya. Yeah, shout out to Latoya. Um, but anyway, remember uh, um, uh, Joyce from um, Climax? She she was uh, Joyce Fenderella Irby. You remember that? Mm-hmm. You, you remember that? Yeah. That was hilarious. But I, li- I did like the song, Mr. DJ. Anyway, <laughs> back to the question. Most fun video to shoot? Um, it was one of the early, but I would have to say... Um, Shake It Thing. Shake It Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shake It Thing, Get Up was fun. Yeah. Oh, and by yeah. the way, I appreciate, I appreciate you for not going uh, platinum blonde. <laughs> You know, way to be a rebel because we were looking like, what's with the blonde hair? Oh, with the girls, they, that was their thing. Yeah, uh, special shout out. Listen, I did dib and dab, and then I, as soon as I did it, I was like, nope, get rid of it. I mean, I, I may, have, I may have, I may have um, highlighted, and then I was like, no, uh, this is not working. I, and there are a few pictures with me with um, not all blonde, but just like a couple of blonde streaks, and I was like, no. Nah, oh, let me go find those pictures. That's hilarious. I have them. That's why I got them. <laughs> <laughs> got them on lockdown. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, those were those are fun days when we used to, you know, do the videos. It was a lot of fun. Um, once we got into it, but it was a lot of work. I just remember it'd be, you know, hours and hours um, applied. You know, you have to apply to get the right shot and stuff. So, but it was good because you know the final product. I mean, last for years. Yeah, that's true. On and on, and they still play those videos, and I still laugh. Yeah, spend with the ill dance steps mm -hmm. and, the, and the and the and the fashions. Mm -hmm. So, as far as DJing, because this is what you you do. You you, you bless people every now and then, and show up in a wreck shop and get the party started. You're a party starter. Uh, are you still buying vinyl? Yeah, I started. I'm really. I mean, I have I have vinyl everywhere. I got vinyl in LA. I got vinyl in New York. Um, but I've started to, you know, compile it up again. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and 45s too. Yo, can you cut 45s? Can you scratch? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. They're too, they're too gentle. I've seen it done. Scratch. DJ Scratch does that. Yo, like, Scratch goes, Scratch goes crazy. Yo, when you, you guys, you have to go to Scratchfish. You have to log in. You have to sign up. They go crazy on there. You know, yeah. they... I mean, that's DJ, that's the DJ heaven right there. They just had, um, he just had Grandmaster Flash do a set a few days ago, and... You know, it's just awesome to see, uh, you know, one of the uh, like OGs yes. still killing it. Like, and 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 it, that's a great platform for DJs. You know, that's what helps preserve the culture. You know, Jazzy Jeff um, just rocked on there, oh, so you know, it's, it's Jeff. definitely Town. Yeah, it's definitely a place to, um, you know, really get your your love for hip hop on and hear, you know, legends play and. Yeah, I'm glad you put um, me on to that. Scratch for that, huh? I'm glad you put me on to that. I was chilling and I was saying something about hip hop, and she was like, "Go over here." And I'm like, "Wow!" I think it was the, the first time it was just all ladies' night. Yeah. And, it, and I was just like, all I was, the lady DJs, yeah. <laughs> I was supposed to be doing something, cooking and cleaning something. I was stuck. You know, yeah. Yeah. You, you guys. If, the hot. I mean, and it's not about just about women that are hot that DJ is. Um, he brought the scratch, you know, just chose these women that really rock. And some of them are, you know, I mean, they're collectors of, of purists mm -hmm. of vinyl. So bring them on. They're not just looking good. They're actually like dope ass DJs. So. Yeah, that too. Um, yeah, that too. But yeah, as far as collecting, yeah, I'm, st I'm still, I'm building my, my fan. I have to say once I... I went away from the vinyl. I started with Serato. Serato became so, you know, it was very good for me, and it still is. Um, but, you know, now I'm at a place that it feels right to to go back and, you know, just feel the the original um, vinyl again. So yeah, collecting again. Do you have any favorite records to cut? Like, if you if you you're doing a set, is is there any staples? Any, yo, know, I love I love mixing this. Um, yeah, favorite records to cut, like I'll go, I have a section um, of records that I'll juggle, you know, and some, some fun stuff. Always anything Buster Rhymes is fun, you know, Buster has a way, you know, DJs love to cut his stuff up, you know, just his ad-libs. Hey, shout out to Trevor Smith. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> that is good. Um, 
Yeah, so yeah, I, I'll cut up some Busta, some James Brown, you know, some old breaks. You know, I'll come back to the breaks. I'll do some Spoonie G. I mean, oh, the Godfather. Yeah, so I'll, you know, I'll just go back and, and cut breaks up or whatever. And I'll even dig into some hip hop. I'll go to some Bizmark, some classic Biz, whatever. I love, I love the drum sounds. I love the, to, to um. To juggle the, the drum sounds, like anything that leads up, like say how you know how um example uh, Run DMC sucker MC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. How that you know starts. And DJs love to cut stuff like that, you know. Yeah, that and impeach the president. Impeach the president is yeah. a classic. You can rock with that, yeah. Yes, yeah, so if you guys know hip hop and I say impeach the president, you should know what's going down. Uh, now you mentioned Sarasa. Do you feel that it's helped or hindered the art of DJing? It's definitely, it's a, you know, it's both. Um, the art of DJing, from a DJ standpoint, Serato will definitely hinder you because it, it um, gives you a handicap. Mm. You know, like, when you learn on Serato, there's more to learn if you decide to, to you know, deal with vinyl or utilize vinyl. See, the, a clear difference, back then, you had to learn how to mix and you had to do your own tempo. Serato, you oh, know, yeah. comes with tempo already. You know, the songs are tempo, automatically tempoed for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you had to you do had that to know on the fly. Huh? And you would have to do that on the fly. Yeah. Back then, you had to know how to um, tempo your music. Also, cues, cue points. I mean, you, you'll only understand this if you're, a, you know, a DJ, so I don't want to get too technical, but, you know, on our vinyl, we would, we would mark our vinyl. Mm-hmm. We specifically mark it, so, and that would be our vision where we would, you know, know where to cut, you know. We'd set that up for ourselves. On Serato, um, you can cue it via the screen and you'll know when it's coming up you know yeah. so it made it it, it, it it makes it a lot easier records don't skip with serato <laughs> back then you had to be gentle you know it, it, how you you know your hand control record control um uh you know you had to be gentle you know if you were heavy because the record would jump that is true and so you heard more of that back then you don't hear as much so Serato is very helpful because it it allows you to have all of your music at your beck and call mm-hmm. because yeah if you watch back in the day number one you, you, you bring in crates of records and then if you if you nice you know you, you, you mix it you slap it over then you gotta go get the other record then you gotta put it on then you gotta cue it up and then mix it and then here you just look at a pull down screen it's like all right yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna hit them with that next yeah but uh, you know i and trust me as a dj who's been uh, on both sides of the fence i mean i've serato's helped me like from a physical standpoint i used to have to carry crates yeah. i don't have to carry crates with serato so i cannot you know so just enough the feeling of of original vinyl and the sound the sound to me that just you know that OG sound of vinyl. You know what I'm saying? So it's a pure. I don't know if it's a purest thing. I don't know if it's a DJ thing. Uh, um, but someone who uh, really appreciates the culture and the art of the DJ, the foundation, um, 
will respect, you know what I'm saying, and use, utilize vinyl or, you know, continue with vinyl. All right, now, the But it's not for, you know, it's not for everybody. I'm not, you know. Yeah, you do what do what do what suits you and your and what you what you DJing for. Right. Uh, now the important question, and this is the million dollar question: How hard is it to DJ in heels? <laughs> I mean, you well, up there? As as you know, time goes by. I have to be careful with all the DJing. You know, with the heels on all the time because it starts to wear on your body. Mm. I mean, it looks good, but I don't want to be having a bad back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't want that. When I get older, I'd rather preserve my body, so. You got to get another 40, 50 years. Yeah, we'll see. I, feel, I mean, I feel great. It's just, you know, and I got to keep, I have to make sure I keep that in mind. I, I just saw um, Sheila E's Unsung, and I love Unsung, and she talked about how she was on heels, you know, playing, her percussions for all those years and it, it her body shut down from that hmm. so you know now it's got to be bad it's, and i'm feeling you know i'm feeling like i don't want to like just for the sake of vanity you know what i'm saying injure my health injure myself you know well we do not whatever you do whatever you do we do not want to see you spinning wearing uggs never don't never no, do that but i do i do i am known to wear some heels and then i will kick those suckers off sometimes and i will have some flats in my my record bag right. um if i need to you know but i but i go and i you know i, I go dip to whatever dip out but when i get real comfortable when i need to get comfortable i do but boys cannot do that, so no. they can't do the heels. Unless, unless they're like in Atlanta or something. Shout out, <laughs> shout outs to, uh, to, to any male DJs <laughs> that's spinning the heels. All right, um, all right. Now, on the on to the uh, the music. Now, this is this is my personal my personal opinion. I had said that the um, top five hip hop songs of all time. Now, in terms of universal appeal to new and old hip-hop fans while, you know, being still dope and rocking a party. I said there's The Show, Good Fresh Crew. There's uh, Lottie Dottie, Good Fresh Crew. It Takes Two, uh, Rob Basin, DJ Easy Rock, A Children's Story by Slick Rick, and Bad by LL Cool J. Now, oh, yeah. I like Bad. I have to say Bad is dope. Yeah. Bad is bad. <laughs> people, people. I, I try to explain to them that bad is incredibly. Uh, I think it's the I think it's the you know just like the progression of the, the you know the intro. Right. So hype, you know. But me, I mean, it's hard to to compile my favorites into five. Yeah, I'm not, I, and I'm not asking you to. I'm not even oh, gonna hold you to that. No, I'm not gonna ask you. I can tell you who I love. You all right? So let's start with that. Tell me who you love. I, I can tell you who I love. I love to spin um, tribe joints. You know, I just love the native tongue sound. You know, I love the art, of course, the origin. So that would be, you know, the OG stuff. Uh, you know, some Nas. I love Nas. Nice, um, nice. I love Camp Blow. Yeah, shout out to Sunny Chiba and Kichi Suede. Yes, yes. And I love, I love Farside. So you can see the avenue of, of my favorite, you know? Yeah, my yeah. fave, whatever. Yeah, you have very eclectic taste, and I like that. I got, you know, I, lo I love Wu Tang. I love, you know, I, I can't narrow it down to five though. That's no, just yeah, 
Yeah, but yeah, pay no attention to that. Now, when you are spanning, what are uh, three or four guaranteed songs that's gonna get the club going? What is what is you know once you spin this, once you put this on, people are gonna at least hit the floor. You're gonna get some kind of audible reaction from. It. Gosh. I always get audible reaction when I throw on, um, let me see. I have to say Camp Load, this is it. Oh, uh, Lucini. Yeah, Lucini. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. You know, like, that's just something, that's a hype joint to me. But now that I'm playing it, I'm not going to, probably not going to be able to do it because everybody's going to do it. And now. Uh, that, yeah, you know what? Let's, let's, let's table that. <laughs> we, know, we don't want to steal none of the trace because we don't want, um, yeah, because, you know, I do it, and then all of a sudden, somebody else comes out. Yeah, yeah, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to scratch that. Pay no attention to that. <laughs> <laughs> we go, matter of fact, right now, this is a good time to take a break. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk some more stuff, and, and five questions, and all types of other stuff. Uh, it's the EDP. After the messaging... I talk to my to talk, but keep my real feelings hidden. But what about that pimping ain't easy stuff? Oh, I was just kidding. Cause if we unite, baby, I do you right. Well, I hope you meant that mushy stuff you told Barry White. Because I think I know you well enough to be understood. Well, let's talk about sex, man. No, not that good. But Spinderella, yes, miss, I'll still persist. Well, since you put it like that, Daddy, yeah, we could do this. Welcome back. I'd like to welcome once again, uh, Mrs. Precise with the Slice, Grammy Award winner, uh, Owner of, well, was owner of the She Things Salon and Day Spa. Mm-hmm. Shout outs to She Things. Uh, what do you know about Spinderella Fitness, though? Do you know that there's something called Spinderella Fitness? Yes. That is I, hilarious. And they have Spinderella pole dancing. Yeah, Spinderella pole dancing. You, you ain't know I knew that. You ain't know I was down with that. Yo, what is going on with the Spinderella pole dancing classes? Everyone is fascinated with the name, so... Incredible. I'm sorry. I'm fascinated with it too, eh? <laughs> oh, my, I, I'm, I'm a bad host. Uh, again, I'm sorry. TJ Spinderella. Welcome back. <laughs> um, so, we're going to play a game here. We're going to play a couple of rounds of Name That DJ. Now, I'm going to name a rapper or MC, and you have to name that DJ. Okay, I'll try. All right, I'm going to start you off easy. Coogee Rap. Polo. Kid and Play. Wiz. Shouts to DJ Wiz. All right. Sweet Tea. Jazzy Joyce. No one better. All right. So you got those. Those were the easy ones. Special Ed. Um... Uh, acad- not academic. Um, action. Wow. Okay. 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 LL Cool J. Well, he had a few. I know. He Name had Bobcat. Out. He had Cut Creator. Give me That's all I know. 
Okay, those were, those were, those were the two good ones. Uh, we, we also were looking for Kamikaze. Oh, Kamikaze. Oh, excuse me. It's okay. Oh, shout outs to E Love with the E Love hat. Um, Roxanne Shante. Well, she had Grandmaster Theodore, right? She had Molly Mall. Grand Wizard Theodore. Grand and Wizard she had Theodore. Grand Wizard Theodore. Well, yeah. she started. No, no, don't tell me. Now I know that. She had Kane DJ for her. Yeah. She had Biz DJ for her. Yes. Um, and she had Grand Wizard Theodore. And she had. She had Molly Mall and she had uh, uh, Q. Okay, I know Molly Mall was, you know, but I, but that was obvious. I thought you was talking no, about. I was, I was, I was just. You did, you did an excellent job. I okay. like that. Keep going. All right. Okay. Now, you, now you cocky. All right. MC Light. I'm really not that good. I just, I'm just, just nice. <laughs> MC Light. Um. Boy's name, shit, excuse me. Um, don't tell me. He used to dance, he was doing a dance, he did the funny dance. <laughs> oh my god, um, damn it. Okay, help me. Um, I know him, I just, just K Rock, K Rock, yeah, K Rock, um, EPMD, DJ Scratch, and before DJ Scratch. Some bird. I don't oh, come on. I forgot the dude's name. What's his name? Kayla Boss. I figured it was Kayla Boss on the cut. Kayla Boss. Right. DJ Kayla Boss with the cut. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Uh, Dana Dane. Clark Kent. Nice. Um, Kwame. Who did Kwame have? Aha. He was down with us too. I know he was. Uh, shout outs to Spinderella's cameo in the Kwame video. The first Kwame video, right? Yeah, the man we all know and love. Yeah. Gosh, who was Kwame's? I'll give you a hint. He was also Steady B's DJ. It's like everybody in Philly's DJ. <laughs> okay. Uh, um. I should know this. Was this kid a dancer? I don't think he danced. He looked like he should have been a dancer. Did he have a song out? Nope. He did not have a song. He think it was Steezo? <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't no. Steezo. Okay, so shit, I don't know who. DJ Tap Money. Oh, okay. Tap Money, break it down. Okay. Uh, I think I think I think we're gonna end it there. Let me. Let well, me thank you. Yeah, you did it. You, you almost seventy percent. I'm not mad. Yeah, you did a really good job. I'm gonna have to have you back for another round. Okay. So last thing we're gonna do, we do here, all my shows, the fifth, five random questions, and and, and answer them. They're, they're, they're rapid fire. And you just do your best. It's not a big deal. Okay, it's a big deal. This could. This could make or break your career. I'm kidding. <laughs> Question number one. Go a, for it. A salt with a deadly pepper or Black's Magic? A salt with a deadly pepper. Why? Because I like it. I like the crashy sounds of the 
<laughs> I love that, you know, that hip hop back then, I yeah. have to say. Um, Black Magic was a little bit more commercialized. It certainly was. Yeah. As an it wasn't bad because it no. was one of our, you know, it was one of our greatest, you know, products. Yeah, you made you made loot off that on there. You know, it was a good thing. But I like the, I love the early days. You know, the earlier Salt and Pepper days. As an aside, what it, production? Do you have Do you have a favorite Salt and Pepper song? Um. Besides Spinderella, cut it up one time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Spinderella's not a fella. <laughs> Yeah, I have to say, I mean, I love I love my mics. I love the first album, to be honest. I've and that told, was the album I wasn't a part of. Yeah, I told everyone, Hot Cool Vicious is one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time. Not female, not female hip-hop. No, one of the greatest of all time. It's, it has nothing skippable. Now, I say that with a caveat. You cannot get the new release. If you go get it now, you're not gonna like it because it has push it on it, and they. You're not gonna like it. Listen, I push it because you don't like push listen, it. Listen, let me finish, DD. <laughs> <laughs> what I was saying is, what they did was when Push It came out, they remastered it and they made too many edits of the original album. So. If you if you were fortunate enough to hear the original album, which a lot of people weren't, you're not gonna like the re-release, the remastered one, because they took too much liberties. They cut, they made edits in the songs and took out words and like on Tramp. If you listen to Tramp now, they're gonna it's gonna say you'll become a victim of circumstance. The original one says you might think. Uh, he might think you want what's in his pants. I'm just saying, the, the editing mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. for the little. See, that's the secret, and you're letting the secrets out, and you're not supposed to. Well, listen, you tried to attack me because I said that people weren't going to like it. I'm I just tried to one. attack you. You tried oh, to attack no. me. Ladies and gentlemen, I was attacked. Uh, oh, assault with a deadly DJ. Right, assault with a deadly Cinderella. No, that's not the album, buddy. <laughs> okay. Anyway, 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 we gotta go back. We gotta go back. Uh, question number two: the asymmetrical haircut or door knocker earrings? Which is doper? Asymmetrical. Oh shit! All right. Shut Loved up. it. Loved it. And shout outs to not being able to see through one eye. Um, okay. I like I like the instrument. You know that was sexy. Don't even try it. It was sexy. It was. I, I'll give and you that. Girls today have bitten that look, but that was a salt and pepper trademark. It was. It really was. And shout outs to all the female uh, MCs and, and groups after that that tried to emulate. Shout outs to the Cookie Crew and the Wee Papa Girl Rappers. Mm-hmm. And uh, Latrim. All right. <laughs> Question number three. You guys that's listening to the show might not know this, but Spinderella not only is an accomplished DJ, she is an excellent chef. She cooks wonderfully. So, what was the first thing you learned how, how to cook? How would you know that? Uh, I just did. Am I wrong? Okay. No, you're not wrong. Exactly. Absolutely. I can't tell everybody our secrets. 
That's yeah, because we have secrets. Exactly. Me and you. Exactly. Spinderella, <laughs> Spinderella is the only person that's been on the show that actually knows what I look like. <laughs> that's true. That is true. So, uh, what's the first thing you learned how to cook? And he's a handsome fella. Oh, she's just saying that. I'm, the check no. is the check is in the mail. It's true. Uh, what's the first thing I learned how to cook? Yeah. My mama taught me. This is so crazy. My mama taught me, rest in peace, mommy, um, how to fry chicken. Now, let's see. I've said it many times on Twitter. We follow each other on Twitter. That I have yet to meet a woman that actually could fry good chicken. And I had... I, listen, don't look at me crazy like that. It's true. Good chicken and a good steak. I have yet to meet or date a woman that can make either one of those two things good. And I should have just had you fry me some chicken. Okay. Mm. Just stop it. <laughs> okay. Question number four. I'll make sure to fry you up some chicken. I'll, I'll have to do a batch for you one day. Thank you. I will appreciate I don't it. I don't know how I'm going to get it to you, but yeah, you got to fried chicken my mom my mom you know that was the first thing it was more easier to cook when i was younger I grew up in a household of six kids and you know it was it was a easier and i was like mommy when are you gonna make some fried chicken because that wasn't that was like a luxury you know right right all those kids so she's like i'll show you how to make it and she showed me yeah i just had to um i'll book you a show in the white house to get you out in dc and then I just come and get some chicken. Me, you, me, you, and Barack. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, shit. Question number four. Now, you, you, you bust on the scene in the 80s with the hip-hop, and you won Grammy, 90s with the hip-hop, and MTV Music Awards, and, and all types of other things. But as, as far as the music... 80s hip-hop or 90s hip-hop? What do you like better? I would have to say late 80s hip-hop. Early 90s hip-hop. That is very... You can't... That's that's clever, right? No, it's not clever. It's cheating. Yes, it is. (laughs) See? All right. I'll take half and half. I'll take... What do they call it? Uh, Half lemonade, half... uh, uh, Something Collins, what do they call it? A Tom Collins? A Tom Collins. (laughs) (laughs) No, because... I think the late 80s hip-hop was just so important for it me. It was. 86, 87, 88. It, like, yeah. helped to round me off. You know, like, it, it developed me. And then that 90s hip-hop fed me. So, it, you know, helped me to grow. So, okay. I, can't, I can't say one is better than the other. I needed the 80s. I needed the late 80s, the mm-hmm. last half of the 80s. And I needed that first half of the 90s, which included, like, you know, everything from Biggie to Wu-Tang to yeah. Tribe to the West Coast. So I, I put that as the silver age of hip-hop. I need, I need that. Okay, I'm done with that. Um, fifth questions. Fifth question. What is worse? Now, you DJing, you're at the club, and you, you're spinning, and we're spinning vinyl. We're not, we, Serato is in the trunk. We're spinning. What's worse? Broken nail... Or broken heel. Broken heel. Yeah, you wearing heels. What's worse is if you moving around and you scratching and spinning, and your heel break while you're doing it, or you scratching and spinning and you break a nail while you're spinning. What's worse? Oh God! As far as painful, the nail, but 
as far as cosmetic, the heel, because what the hell are you gonna do with a broken heel? Well, well, what I do is keep, I keep flats in my in my my DJ bag. So I would I would have to say the broken nail, because I can fix the broken heel. I can you know cover that up with my. I have flats in my bag, so. Okay. Broken nail is just painful. I was just saying, you know, you're, you're, you're right in the middle of a, you hit the fade and then you just hop down and, and people are like, yo, what happened to Spin? What's going on up there? Yeah, yeah. Well, the heel thing, I mean, you can't do nothing about the heel. That is true. But the nail could affect you playing. Yes, that is true. We can't, we got a, we got a reputation to uphold. We can't be messing yeah, up. We can't be slacking on our mixing. Not only painful, but it can also affect you. You know your, your your hand control. That is true. Well, those are the five questions. I appreciate you uh, uh, answering them and uh, being yeah. a good sport. Now, at this time of the show, pass you the mic, and you can give any shout-outs that you want, plug anything that you're doing, anything that's upcoming, what. Tell me how great of a person I am, and you can say how handsome I am again. Uh, do anything that you want. The, the stage is yours. Well, I mean, I guess all I, I, I could really say is, you know, for everybody that's been supporting me, thank you. Um, I appreciate you. I wouldn't be here without you. Um, and you can continue to follow me to find out where I'll be next. Because I'm home this week, and I'm just glad to be home because I've been on the road a lot. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Spindeezy, S-P-I-N-D-E-E-C-Y. I'm also on Facebook under Dee Dee Roper. Um, and I have a, a fan page because my Dee Dee Roper page is full. So I check my fan page on a regular. So you can follow me there on Facebook under Spinderella, DJ Spinderella. And, you know, you are a deer. You've been a deer since MySpace. <laughs> oh shit! Shout out to MySpace. That's how long it has it been. That long? Yeah, we've yeah, it's been yeah since MySpace. Yeah, something to that effect. So it's been a lot. It's been a long time, and you've been you know very supportive and um you know just really behind my career, and I thank you for that. And you're somebody you can really I can pick your brain about hip hop, which is great. That's an, so, that's an honor. I, I that's an honor that. for you to say. That's crazy. But I thank you for that. I thank you for for the interview and the opportunity. And um, I gotta listen to it. Let me know when you know. I want to hear it. No doubt. And and you're gonna come back for another show. Yeah, down the line, of course. No Let doubt. me know. No doubt. Well, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, once again, JD. I feel so weird calling you Spinderella. Uh, <laughs> DJ Spinderella. DD, right? <laughs> After the Mic on to my no fellow. need for a mic check, bust it, the fuse are set to grab a 40. 
and put him to yoke and snap his neck. Say nah. Take a sip and wipe your lips. Cue my 40s getting warm. I'm out, he got the dip. Drink it, drink it, drink it, then I burp. After I slurp, ice cube, I put in much work. With the BMT and the E-Trouble, get us a St. Ice crew on the double. Yeah. BMD and Ice Cube in the house. Scratch, we're dealing with one of the monkeys. Oh, baby, I'm... Yo, now I need to go get me insane odds. <laughs> Yo, and wow, Spinderella on the show. Gotta love it. I love doing this show. Anyway, um, it's the last segment, you know, um, this is where we wrap it up. But before I do so, I always give you a top five. If you've been on the website, eclecticrelaxation.com, uh, then you've seen that I've already posted, uh, I guess, a hint of what the uh, top five is going to be. I already have um, up, on the, up on the site my top ten childhood games outside. Now, this is back in the days when we could be violent. But when we used our imagination, when we actually went outside and had fun, and all we needed was 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 fresh air and friends, you know. Um, now these games, it was hard to do because depending on where you grew up, everybody had different games. They called them different things, and everybody, you know, everybody had house rules or uh, front yard rules. And, and no accessories, so I, kickball doesn't count, so I can't do kickball, you can't do stickball, uh, no no hopscotch, uh, even though one day, it was, it was, I think it was earlier, like on a Saturday or something, I went out early, and then, and, and the chalk was out there on the sidewalk, and I, I might have almost attempted a couple of numbers on the hopscotch when nobody was looking, it was very very uh, overrated um, but so we can't do anything that involves balls and chalk or rocks or anything those don't count it's just you and your peoples so um, already on the uh, site we went with uh, 10 was 4040 9 was Red Rover 8 uh, Ringo Levio 7 King of the Hill King of the Mountain Six, just classic tag, just straight tag. And that brings us to where we are now, where I'm going to give you the top five childhood games, at least with my childhood, so that means your childhood too. <laughs> All right, so number five, Truth or Dare. Now, Truth or Dare was dope because, you know, when, you, when you're getting older, or older, and you start liking the opposite sex, in my case, the women. Um, this is how you kind of get some information, or you might be able to get a kiss or something out of the uh, out of playing outside. Now, the truth, you know, people still lie. We don't know why we did that, but sometimes, you know, they throw some stuff out there that they always wanted you to know, and they do it under the under the skies of, of the game. But the dares used to be used to be real, like running the traffic, you know, or 
or you know, or kiss somebody, or push somebody down, or or eat a mustard sandwich, it, whatever it was, you know, uh, ride your bike down the stairs, some something. Now then, then they went with truth or dare or consequences, which was stupid. Uh, I mean, consequences. I never really got it because if you didn't do the dare, then we just didn't play with you anymore. And that was your consequence. Then they even made it more whack with promise to repeat. Like, who gives a shit? It's like, okay, well, I pick promise to repeat. All right, then say I'm ugly. I'm ugly. Eh, that's just not funny. Who cares? So anyway, number five, truth or dare. Number four, freeze tag. Now, freeze tag was dope because, you know, we, we grew up, we started playing tag, and it was... You know, that's the base over there, and you run around and, and try not to get tagged. But then somebody, somewhere, somehow came up with freeze tag. Like, yo, all right, well, here's the base, and if I tag you before you get the base, you got to stick and freeze right where you are. And, you know, people with all the dramatic arm movement and just... <laughs> and froze and the only way you could get unfroze is someone else who you know somebody that was free had to tag you and then and then you unfrozen or you had to call then they played a TV tag where you had to call out a, a certain TV show and then once you said that show then nobody else could use that show and it was TV tag or you do a, a sports team you know, you're like Philadelphia 76ers or something. Then no, the other person can't do it to get them frozen. But at, at its core, freeze tag, number four, that was the joint. Number three, number, number three, you see, you can't play number three uh, these days. Shout out to number three. But you can't play Mother May I in these streets anymore. But back in the day, Mother May I was kind of dope you had the um, so you, it, you, you the, the person you know typically a female you know they stand out in front of you and uh, and then everybody else is in a line and one by one they're like <laughs> mother may I do X amount of whatever to get you know closer to that person once whoever gets there first is the new you know, uh, mother, whatever, I don't know. And so, I mean, you had uh, yeah, regular steps forward, you had giant steps forward, you had baby steps forward, umbrella steps, I think I remember. I don't even know what those were. Uh, you could uh, hop like a frog or a bunny. Uh, Cinderella step. I think it was something about twirling around. This is why you can't play this game anymore because it'll be all kind of pause. It'd be pause tag. Um, even when the guy was running it and they called it uh, Father May I, it was still gay. But, you know, it was fun. You know, this is, we didn't think about it too hard, but we was still like, why are we doing this? And the answer was because it was girls out. Um, and then the people would cheat. It hit you with the uh, no, you may not when you said uh, mother may I. They be like, yo, uh, uh, no, you may not. Take 10 steps backwards. <laughs> or they'd be like, walk backwards till I say stop. 
<laughs> cheating ass. Um, but that's number three. Mother may I. You can't play that. Can't play that anymore. Number two. Number two. Old school outside childhood games. Classic hide and seek. Now we can go hide and seek. We can go manhunt. We can go the classic hide and go get it. Shoutouts to fast girls. Um, behind go seek is, is, is a sample. You know, one person counts, and then the um, then everybody else just scatter and, and go hide. And you know, you just had to go find them before they reach base. And base was always some big tree, somebody's yard, or the porch, or the steps. And that's so everybody knew what base was. And then you know. The fast people always got to the base, and you know the slow people is always it. <laughs> but uh, hide and go get it. You go, you go sneak kisses and 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 other stuff. And then you had the manhunt where you had a team and everybody would go find somebody. And uh, and then once you catch somebody, they're on your team too. So it's two people going to find people, and you catch somebody else. All the way down till you get to the last person, then they're it for the next thing. Yeah. So number two is hide and go seek, hide and go something, and uh, the manhunt joint. And you know, speaking of it, you know what was bugged out before we get to number one. What was bugged out is how you got to it. <laughs> you know, you had, you know, you had to put your feet in or you put your hands in, and you go. Any, meeny, miny, mo, and the, yeah, the Tarzan, the, the Tarzan, and the tree. How many gallons did he pee? <laughs> uh, one potato, two potato. You had the classic bubble gum, bubble gum in a dish. Um, engine, engine number nine. Before uh, the black sheep existed, you had that joint. And oh, the, my mother and your mother were hanging the clothes. Why did the mother have to punch the other mother in the nose? And why would the blood be any other color than red? But, you know, whatever. <laughs> the other thing that was dope about it was the people that knew how to manipulate the math or come up with long-ass words with extra syllables so they could not be it. So it was like, and you are not it, you dirty, dirty, dirty. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, it, whatever it worked out so that you wouldn't be it. That shit was bugged out. Um, okay, let me. I'm sorry. Let me get back. Number one. I mean, it's pretty obvious at this point. But number one, classic, old school. Go outside. No frills. Summer, summer night, summer break game. Red light, green light. That's it. I don't even need to explain what red light, green light is. That's the GOAT. That's the end-all, be-all. Like I said on the grade school show, we need to get together and have adult, drunk, red light, green light. I'm telling you, that and hide and seek, especially hide and get it. Adult style. We go go to the park. <laughs> but, um, you know, so... That's that's number one. I don't need to say anything else about uh, number one. Yo, I, I wasn't going to include Steal the Bacon. <laughs> because although it's a dope name, I never played it. Uh, uh, Scully was not not um, 
eligible because you can't have any extras that require chalk, rocks, uh, no rock, paper, scissors because women didn't play rock, paper, scissors and, and, and no to house or school because no guy wanted to be the father when we played house no matter how much we liked the girl and we, you know, and, or we didn't even like girls back then and no boy wanted to play school when we didn't have to be in school. So you don't count those. Double Dutch was for women, and as as guys, our only job was to break up the ropes. So, <laughs> so to recap, though, we had the top five: Truth or Dare, Freeze Tag, Mother May I, Hide and Seek, and Red Light, Green Light. That's the uh, that's the five. Um, if you have comments, of course, we have the post that's on the site right now. And the podcast has an email. Um, it's podcast at eclecticrelaxation.com. So send me an email. And you can suggest top five things. You can suggest questions. You can suggest guests. You can suggest yourself. You can send me topless pictures, ladies. Yeah. Especially the last one. Um, so... <laughs> That's 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 that part of the uh, of the show there. Now, what have we learned today? Well, we learned that Spinderella thinks I'm handsome. Yes, we learned that uh, uh, Push It was a very um, uh, trying video to shoot. Um, we learned that um, some blues rock bands are pretty pretty dope. We learned that uh, hide and go get it was was the shit, even if we didn't know what to get or what to do when we got it. Um, we learned that uh, I'm pretty I'm I'm pretty fancy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to give another shout out to Spinderella and shout out to Salt and Pepper. Um, I want to give a shout out to Shiny, the single simulcast. Um, I want to give a shout out to Underscore Fire. I want to give a shout out to Cold Slither Podcast. Um, uh, special shout outs to Misty Copeland, uh, her legs. Special shout outs to those. Um, Yo, know, and uh, most importantly, shout outs to me. <laughs> Yo, know, that's it for the show. Um, Hopefully you enjoyed it, and the um, next join will be here before you know it. Uh, again, podcast at eclecticrelaxation.com. Leave me a comment on the website. iTunes reviews are always welcome. Maybe, you know, people will like that. And um, I'm going to try to hit you up with a new show and some more randomness soon. So you know how, you know how this is going to happen. Wheezy and the Jeffersons about to about to come through in a second. So until next time, appreciation.
And with your wrinkled pussy, I can't be a lover. 